0: Well, hey, new friends. I'm just jumping in here to say, um, I hope that you feel the same way, as in that we are trauma exploring pals together with a similar focus on moving forward with, you know, a less fucked up brain patterning issue and all of that relational destruction. That being said, I'm not a professional. I'm not a crisis worker. I'm just some human who talks about trauma from the inside out, which means Any information you hear out of this mouth is for your own personal discrimination, just like a friend's would be. Now, hopefully take this information and work in conjunction with your trauma therapist to figure out what works for you and what's NA. But this traumatized motherfucker podcast community and social media presence is not meant to be a replacement for trauma therapy. I'm just researching, reflecting on trauma experientially and academically, which means I assume no liability for your getting triggered, enmeshed, or offended, or any of the subsequent trauma reactions thereafter. Me and the other motherfuckers in the blanket fort are here to help, to be supportive, and to offer acceptance. But boundaries and realistic expectations are important for everyone in the complex trauma game. And while we're at it my recovery is as important slash exhausting to manage to me as it probably is to you. So I always want to hear from you, your challenges, your successes, and your stories to share them with the entire crew. But please know that I can't therapize you and any crisis situations need to be addressed immediately from an appropriately trained resource. But that being said. If you're searching for personal understanding, support, and maybe some laughs about our truly fucked up brains along the way, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Traumatized Motherfuckers, and I really hope to see more of you. My name is Jess, and let's be clear, I'm just a traumatized motherfucker doing my best. Cheers, y'all. I'll see you at the show. What's up, motherfuckers? Today I'm gonna be talking about punk rock. Sorry if you hate it, it's a major part of my life and it has contributed enormously to where I have come. And I think there's probably a lot of relatable stuff in here, even if you're not the biggest fan. So let's just jump into it, because I wrote a really long blog post about this. Let's fucking do it. I never should have gone to college. I never should have escaped my rural shit town, or become a scientist, or wound up in any salaried career. Never should have found a way to start living healthily outside of a 24-hour observation in rehab. If you look at my family and my history, there's no signs to predict any sort of normal life ahead. Growing up, I fully expected to become a drug addict and a cashier for my entire shitty, purposely short life. And it really seemed like that was my family's fate. We were all predetermined, struggling with mental health and addiction, that ultimately overtook every member one by one. I had the same genes inside of me and why would I ever think I would be any different? Funnily enough, I happen to think that part of the reason why I escaped this fate is because some crusty drunk said that I could. Because of them, I was influenced to embrace my intelligence and otherness, to change my circumstances, and eventually to find deep connections. These are the stepping stones that brought me out of rural bumfuckville and gave me somewhere to belong. They kept me away from way worse influences than a little underage beer or five. And in hindsight, holy fuck, I have come a long way. So I can't say that personal merits alone pulled me out of the trauma trap that is a generationally abusive family, I really doubt that I would have found a way to successfully make all of these moves on my own. Growing up, I was really uneducated, timid, and influenceable, and uh, pretty well alone as well. I had been stunted by the household that I grew up in. I never knew who I was at that point or felt comfortable in my being. I never felt like I fit anywhere. I never had a real family or friends. No one ever gave me wisdom or hope to rely on. I was pretty bullied and isolated as a kid from outside the house and inside. I was aimless, I was outcast, and I was meandering with a pervasive sense of inferiority and a desperate desire to be accepted by anyone. Per his own account, These were all the same personality flaws and fears that introduced my oldest brother to doing drugs for acceptance. And, you know, he started out just smoking some weed like plenty of other kids, but his desire for friends while contending with extreme social anxiety led to harder and harder drug use, just like all of the public school videos say that it would. Merp. He went from pot to crack to pain meds until he was a full-fledged heroin addict before his adult years had even begun. My brother spent the next 10 to 12 years battling the opioid addiction that was handed down from my father. He has spent time in Cook County Jail. He has been homeless on the streets of Chicago, and I'm talking about the dead of winter when it's negative 10 degrees outside. He has been dead before. My brother's life has been completely devoted to the drug for most of the years that I can remember. And as far as I can tell, there's only one real significant difference that kept me from taking the same path as my oldest brother did, besides using his life as an example of what not to do, that is. The major difference in our early experiences is I eventually found a community that accepted me. People that inspired and identified with me, friends in unexpected places, comrades to cope with all of my emotions, comforts in the lyrics, escape in sweaty, pushy mosh pits, release in the rowdy adventures, and a way to turn my outcast status into an actual identity. Without question, I believe I would not be who I am today without the heroes that changed my life and gave me a home. All of these friends and strangers who understood me from the moment we met, and the culture that embraced intelligence and personal growth and hard times and self-hating weirdos, the words and the riffs that provided escape whenever the screaming started, without this culture that I was finally proud to be a part of, You can call me a liar or an idiot kid or an idealist, but punk rock saved my life. Let's count the ways. Just a quick preamble, I won't go into the whole thing, but I understand that if you're not into it, you're probably scoffing at this idea that some snarky drunken brats could save anybody. And fuck, it's not even an original assertion. Punk rock saved my life. It's lyrics in a song by Frank Turner. And really, there's nothing for me to gain by waving my musical interest sky high. I mean, it's a pretty trite and embarrassing observation, but I believe it every time I hear those old chords. I know that won't stop people from making jokes about Good Charlotte saving lives or Simple Plan being the answer to addiction, and trust me, as a massive asshole music supremist, Anyone who feels that way is due for a dose of giggles from me as well. But, you know, there are plenty of radio rock idiot artists who are only worth their weight in Hot Topic armbands. And the genre has been clouded with a lot of commercialism like everything else. So just listen. You should check out my punk rock. Midwest punk rock. Folk punk. Chicago punk. Escape from the glittery pop punk productions and hysterically hypocritical lifestyles of mainstream punk and you find something different. In these tiny rundown venues that are tucked into shady neighborhoods and smell like pee, you find hardworking, honest, insightful, so idealistic that they're pessimistic, normal, loving, struggling, scarred, hopeful humans. Punkers are a group of thoughtful folks with similar passions and life experiences and you wind up in this sweaty pit of strangers getting punched in the back of the head while drowning in cheap beer and screaming until your throats are raw and then you're best friends when you walk out together. I'm just saying if you haven't dipped your toe into this less sparkly world of commercialized anthemic punk rock far from the top 100, you might not realize that you were meant to wear a bullet belt all along. It is, after all, in my opinion, the genre of trauma. Popular knowledge would tell you that punk is all about political uprising and bitching about people that you just don't like and wearing eyeliner and that exists, but that's not what I flock to. It's mostly about coming from low places and finding hope in the people around you and working your ass off for a better life with the strength gathered from your chosen family and your idealistic hopes for a better life. Also copious drinking and depression and poverty and heartbreak, idealism and anger. Like I said, music by the traumatized for the traumatized, for better or for worse. And all of that basically sums up my living experience. I think the same can be said for a lot of folks. (laughs) And there are a few bands in the genre who explicitly dig into all of these unfortunate areas of life. These similar threads, mental health and poverty and feeling cast aside. So whether their songs have tiny lyrical nuggets of goodness that make you pause and get goosebumps or their entire songs that are overtly devoted to the struggle of growing up with abusive assholes and alcoholism. Either way, there is pain, acceptance, and honesty smattered across the genre. So give me the gruff voices, the fast drum beats, and the fist-pumping choruses. The more grating, the better. It feels like another way to push people away who might otherwise want to hurt me. And... It's a way to identify the people who are going to be scared by who you are and what's inside. It's the same way that I approach this mental health project, Traumatize Motherfuckers. To go briefly into my origins, it started with my middle brother. He was at the forefront of our little punker scene in this shit-ass rural community. Let me just say, everyone else was listening to country and pop rap, The emo phase was even new and unaccepted at that point, and really, there weren't that many kids acting like my brother was. He was a skater, a BMX rider, general miscreant, and he rejected all of the bullshit from public school and the idiot minds around him. So he eventually fell into the Tony Hawk soundtracks and started learning about punk rock from the older, grittier kids while he was out there learning to skate and smoke and drink. So he was soon the unwashed, stale, cigarette-smelling, grumpy punk in school. And, you know, he was the kid who brought me into this whole thing. He was always listening to things like Rancid, A Minor Threat, and GBH, Social Distortion... He was going to the city every weekend to see these local heroes in some weird morbid local band called alkaline trio and as a youngster i picked up some of his poppier shit but really it was the day that he walked into my room and told me that if he ever heard american idiot again he would break it in half and then he handed me a street brats album and my musical interests really began to develop at that point. You listen to this now, he said, and I did. <laughs> Destination Nowhere became my new soundtrack on repeat. And after that, the band started stacking up like hotcakes. I started attending high school with my brother, and I would learn a lot from those rides to and from our educational experience. He would give me a ride in the morning if I filled all the tires of his shitty baby blue velvet upholstered full-size van every morning. And I mean every morning. And then in between trying to stick my head out the window to get away from his secondhand smoke, I would hear a line here or a lyric there that would hit me right in the feels. And then I would steal that album from my brother as quickly as I could. It was these short drives when I finally came around to punk rock and started picking up my early bands. Taking Back Sunday, Motion City Soundtrack, Alkaline Trio, The Lawrence Arms, <laughs> Real Big Fish, so many more. And there was just something in their words that immediately struck me. It was the attitude, it was the fuck-off frustration, it was these moments of emotional honesty that were masked by cheek, cheeky lyrics about fucked up livers and after my first hit i really could never get enough i started taking my brother's massive cd collection and trying to educate myself in the dense formidable chaotic music inside i bought myself an ipod with my early earnings and i ripped every single thing that he ordered from interpunk and with that i found a home So like I said, the thing that initially drew me to punk rock wasn't the sweet fashion or the need to piss off my mom, although it definitely did, and I really loved it. But I fell into the genre when I heard the lyrics, for real, for the first time. How witty, emotional, tongue-in-cheek poetry was often hidden behind raw screaming vocals. And these strong words that sounded so similar to my daily thoughts and feelings and struggles were being pronounced by someone else. I felt like I was the one writing the songs for myself, but from a place of strength and resistance that I wasn't yet skilled in expressing. It was the first time that I felt like any media captured my existence. Before that, I had consumed the popular media, and I definitely never heard a single fucking song on the Billboard 100 that had a thing to do with my perspective. Watching people overdose, getting harassed by cops, beaten by parents, stealing things to get by, getting your shit stolen, (laughs) having nowhere to go, depression, anxiety, frustration. But these cranky old punks were singing it all. So when shit was too real at home, I buried my emotions in the hard, grating, reassuring music of my role models, I blared the falcon on my car stereo to drown out the injustices of my life. I asked Matt Skiba for grim comforts when my emotions turned dark. I dove into Dillinger 4 when I needed something smart and sassy to qualify the pseudo-Christian stupidity I saw all around me. And before that, I really didn't realize that other people felt so equally hopeless, helpless and doomed, based on the circumstances they were born into. I just didn't know anything about the way other people really thought or felt or the power of friendship and community in hard times. And then I heard punk rock. That shit is poetry. It is dirty, hard, brutal, beautiful poetry. And it makes me feel to this day. As someone who never had lasting or authentic friendships growing up, you know it was the most glaring void in my life and in school that's especially the case because at that point friends are safety they're the tiny lifelines to keep you afloat throughout your hormonal rages and shitty home lives for me friends signified the love acceptance and reliability that i was lacking in my family and i desperately wanted them but instead i spent most of my early years feeling outcast and insignificant to my peers I was bullied from a young age, and so the best-case scenario was being ignored, just not being seen so that I couldn't be humiliated. And then there was punk rock. Admittedly, my brother was probably my real first punk rock friend, and that felt like a monumentous success. For years it had been rocky between the two of us, but this music really was the thing that brought us together. And we started going to shows together and talking about CDs instead of him begrudgingly putting up with me or outright bullying me. So fittingly, my first real punk show was seeing the Street Brats at the Beat Kitchen in Chicago, using MapQuest directions to get there in that shitty baby blue van that we talked about. And that's when I remember first meeting one of my heroes, the singer of that band, Max a 24-year-old kid who definitely didn't understand my intense perspective of thinking that he was some kind of god. I mean, how could he? He wrote those songs for himself and his weird friends. But following this new pattern of meeting people, going to shows, and bonding over music, my social life changed really quickly. Throughout high school, like so many others, I transitioned from identity unknown to full-blown emo to a more subdued and sardonic punk. I fell in line with a new group of friends, these punk boys at my school, and I found friendship in our similar views and disdain for the morons around us. I then became good friends with my brother's older friends, and I was a regular fixture at their band practices and big kid parties, with the Hoffman Estates punks which is a hilarious statement now (laughs) but even when I was around those impressive tattooed bigger kids they embraced me they told me I was smart and cool as shit they wanted me around and they pulled me under their wings it wasn't long before I was going to shows all the time and learning to drink in alleyways and taking midnight trains home with blaring migraines running around with packs of boys who would drag me out of the pit if I passed out, sneaking beers with the older kids and hiding our underage insignias while we pre-gamed in the pit that was about to explode into action. Punk was how I made those early connections and how I started living. It's how I started establishing self and embracing intelligence. Because all of this is to say that I entered adolescence with a dangerous combination of past family trauma and lifelong abuse and no sense of self that really could have led my life south, like it had for many people before me. I had always been so desperate for this human connection and understanding from my peers, but I never felt any acceptance or kinship that I was so sincerely lacking on all sides. I really don't know who I would have become or what group I would have alternatively fallen into if it wasn't for my older brother and his enlightening world of angry white people music through punk rock. I prospered relatively speaking in high school in ways that I had never before. I had friends. I had interests. I had ways to escape the shit show. That was my home life, both physically and mentally. And most importantly, I wasn't ashamed anymore. I always had the sense of otherness from the kids in my town that led to a lot of shame and inadequacy. Now I was suddenly proud with this sense of separation that I embodied. I wasn't like the regular kids whose parents took them on Abercrombie & Fitch shopping sprees and effortlessly fell into social stratification in school. Instead, I was somehow outside of all of this. I wasn't really at the bottom of the social hierarchy anymore because I just wasn't in it at all, and I fucking loved that. I was always on the outside of things looking in, and when I became a punker, I changed the narrative by proudly standing on the outside of the window, shaking my head at all of the assholes who got trapped inside of the box. I wasn't trying to be a part of the social machinery anymore. My friends and I were engineering our own. Before punk rock, I didn't have friends. I didn't have group identity. At best, I was one of the, quote, smart kids. At worst, I was the weird, ugly girl. And I have little doubt that without this Midwest punk scene that guided my teenage years, I would have become another Marengo all-star, as we called them, a.k.a. a small-town hero who peaked in high school, popped out a few babies, developed some drug dependencies, and then never left the rural shit-stain of gun-toting confederate flag-waving walmart workers side note yes confederate flags in northern illinois holy fuck also no we didn't even have a walmart in our town it was that small to further qualify this itching geographical taint that i'm trying to describe please try to understand that people from my, my town commuted to work at walmart somewhere else That could have been me, or it could have very well ended even worse than that. I mean, there's a good chance I wouldn't have made it through high school at all. At that point in my life, when my living situation was 100% out of my control and 100% fucking crazy, I was also the most fucking suicidally inclined I've ever been. There really wasn't a single thing about my life that felt good or comforting or promising for my early life, Probably starting at eight or nine, I had a lot of suicidal ideations. I just wanted to end it all so badly because I was suffering a lot inside and I felt so silenced by it all. It seemed like nobody would even notice if I did it, you know? I had no friends, I had no viable family, and you know, I fucking hated myself. So truthfully, there were days early on that Alkaline Trio kept me alive. Later, my friends who shared those sentiments were the buoys that I clung to, and the intelligent punk boys who made me proud for the first time to be a smart kid in a school where idiocracy and feigned country attitudes were the trend. They fucking kept me afloat. These were the kids who showed me that being outside of the majority and embracing your perspective instead of feeling ashamed and alone was a good thing. They were the wiser stronger punker dudes who allowed jess to become jess and because of those punks i enrolled in all of the highest honors courses available at school i got a 4.12 gpa without trying very hard again all that underage drinking retail work and general shittery that we got into still happened somehow and i had protection from the other kids who somehow seemed to fear all of us to some degree, or at least just had no interest in tangoing with our snarky and pretentious attitudes. Punk man. Suddenly I had friends, I had fun, and I had grades that would eventually catapult me out of the small-minded, limited opportunity rural town so I could actually do bigger things. Without those influences, I sincerely doubt I would have wound up getting into UIUC and becoming a scientist. I probably never would have traveled outside of my county. I wouldn't have started on this long and winding journey that brought us all here together talking today, right now, mudda as fuck. I really wouldn't have developed a modicum of self-assuredness or identity or drive. And I also wouldn't be so proficient at telling people to get fucked. (laughs) This brings me to my next point. Punk rock didn't just save my life in high school. It gave me community and direction there, which was very necessary for my evolution as a person. But I wasn't only graced by our good lord Brendan Kelly to find a group of hooligans at 16 and never again. Seriously, looking back, punk has effortlessly been running under the surface directing the flow of my entire life through social support and community, as well as internal attitude and outward influence for exactly how I interact with others and the world. Almost every friend I've ever made, every boy I've ever dated, every sentiment I've ever carried in my head for strength has been directly related to my interest in punk. There's no doubt that my life course has been so heavily affected by these coincidental meetings that come with going to shows and wearing obscure band-tees. I've bumped into people at concerts and wound up having the most fun nights of my life with strangers who feel like old friends. I've had kids at parties correctly identify the tattoos on my arms and become lifelong pals. I've attracted random individuals into following my way of thinking which is modeled after all the fuck you group sing-alongs in my favorite songs. And, you know, whether they were good or bad for me, because I don't have a very good relationship history, these folks indisputably changed my life in some way. Every single connection is an influence that has moved me in one way or another. Besides all of those social connections that nudged me or shoved me in new directions, My personal style and the way I move in the world is so intricately linked to those punker mentalities. I really doubt that I would be who I am today, former scientist, former craft brewery logistics manager, current psychology rioter and learner, or otherwise, if it wasn't for the way that I learned to present myself physically and verbally. The bright hair, the piercings, the tattoos, they weren't popular where I grew up at all. They turned off a lot of people, but they also entertained and intrigued a lot of folks who couldn't quite blend my articulate mouth with my weird appearance and fuck off attitude. And because of it, well, shit. I mean, I've sincerely had professors who gave me jobs and furthered my career and wrote me amazing recommendation letters Just because I was interesting to them. I've had adopted family members who took me in and treated me like part of the clan because they thought that my holy face and purposeful appearance were such a unique blend with my half-scientist, half-sailor mouth. I've heard a lot of, bring Jess over, I want to see what she has to say about this. Like People have just been kind of giddy with the things that I'll say that they've never felt empowered to. And I've made a lot of connections left and right in my life with older people who had nothing to do with punk rock, but just thought it was curious that I did. Thought it was brave that I was so different, or thought I was off the wall for purposely getting myself beat up in mosh pits. I've always been just strange enough to be wildly entertaining as a conversational partner. And it's also worth noting all the people who were judgmental and small-minded due to my technicolor hair and purely black wardrobe. I mean, fuck, that's another form of influence. The people who didn't give me a chance impacted my journey just as much as the ones who did. I mean, thank God I didn't get promoted to manage PetSmart because I wore Converse the wrong colored pants and had a controversial style that included piercings and tattoos. It's really no problem that I've missed job and social opportunities like that because some conservative perspective couldn't comprehend that you can be smart and an outsider who doesn't need your goddamn approval all at once. Those closed-minded buttholes showed me how not to be. A scared sheep who will never rock the boat or step outside of the norm Someone who's probably stuck working in the safety of retail upper management and devoted to an unfulfilling nuclear family to this day. Eek. No. I am much happier having stumbled around in life, connecting haphazardly with people who open-mindedly pushed for something less conventional. Motherfuckers like us. Getting old and growing out of it. Just kidding, that's probably not happening. To this day, I'm still a dedicated punker. My musical interests have diversified a little, but no matter what I find temporarily toe-tapping, I always circle back to the same fucking songs I've been listening to for 15 years. Those bands, those riffs, those words have a way of putting me inside my brain and body. They've never stopped being comforting and meaningful, inspirational, grounding, they make me feel like me. Besides, a lot of the bands I grew up with are still out there grinding their teeth and making new music for the next generation of little fuckheads. They aren't necessarily hammering out the same tunes as they were twenty years ago, which can cause me to be angry and interested, depending on the day. But no matter if I love what they're doing now or if I'm still pretending that they died in two thousand and five, <clears throat> I'll go trio. We are still evolving together. Dead end kids forever, destination nowhere. Just figuring it out with an ever-changing perspective on life and love. So no, if you're wondering, I've never stopped going to shows. I've never quit planning new band-related tattoos or felt like it was my time to give up the adolescent interest. It never even dawned on me to give up and move on. So yeah, I'm now that 30 year old weirdo who's elbowing the fuck out of people in the pit so I can get as close as possible to my heroes. I'm screaming their choruses back at them with the purest joy and sense of belonging that I know how to feel. And I'm still arm in arm with my brothers, swaying with new friends and instant comrades. Only now I don't have the underage insignia on my hands. I can't physically chug UV blue in the alleyway before running into the venue. Warm beer passed through the hands of several older friends doesn't sound so great. And most nights after a show, well, it ends before I make new community connections. Instead of a curfew to break in the spirit of youthful rebellion, I have a boring adult bedtime. Motherfuckers, I've put off writing this for years. (laughs) It's a topic that seems too large to comprehend. And I don't know, the details get a bit muddy in my head and my brain when it starts screaming about the never-ending material to consider with this long-lasting influence of an accidental interest. And once I started spinning through those thoughts, I always started deciding it was stupid to talk about anyways. It was too personal and too self-indulgent, and no one would get it. But then people started joining the community and proving that I was being the judgmental butthole. Because, I mean, my story isn't unique. Escaping life as a social outcast by further outcasting yourself, it's a common theme for a lot of us. These similar alternative scenes are where we ultimately found people who got us. Because of our difficult experiences rather than in spite of them. And none of that is dissimilar to the entire message of this mental health community project that I call Traumatized Motherfuckers. Some people will get it, and some people will push it away because it scares them. And you know what? That makes it a safe place for us self described weirdos to find each other and seek acceptance. The outright polarity of traumatized motherfuckers' message is as purposeful as its punk rock physical appearance. Folks who get it will get it, and naysayers can still get fucked. Alright y'all, that's it. That's how punk rock saved my life. If you're a facetious asshole, you can call me a punk rock just like some people have in my past. Or you can always just call me motherfucker. I hope that this wasn't too self-indulgent. Really, the message is we all find our communities and our ways to get by. If we've made it this far, we've probably each had some kind of an outside influence that has kept us afloat. Or some people who we connected with and made us have some sense of belonging. I'm also trying to create that with the community. so. If you're looking for a safe place to be for people who actually get you and have lived through similar experiences, well, I've been trying to grow this online discord community. If you'd like to jump in, you can find out how at t-mfrs.com or traumatizedmotherfuckers.com. There's a place to apply or you can just email me and say, y'all, I want the fucking link and I will get you in. All right. It's pretty chill we're all uh, pretty similar in a weird kind of way and I think it's a place where we can be openly outside of the rest of society talking honestly about what we've been through and finding people who actually get it and spoilers there is a music and lyrics thread so feel free to post in there and talk about the music that saved your fucking life. Oh, and one final note. I almost forgot. I made a Spotify playlist. It's called "Traumatized Motherfuckers and something about punk rock saved my life. So if you search that on Spotify, you can see a lot of the bands and songs that I'm talking about. It's definitely not comprehensive, but It's got some good shit in there, I think. I tried to include a nice mix of artists instead of all of the same ones that I talk about on repeat. So take a look or a listen, I guess, if you want to see what exactly I'm talking about with this Midwest punk thing and the various directions that my interests have gone since then. Take a listen, let me know what you think, and if it sucks, eh, never listen to it again. But my name is Jess, I'm a traumatized motherfucker, and you fucking know, punk rock saved my life. Later guys, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. And I still that's you think, it's other moments We can't do anything we fucking jokers We're winning when you blink It's other moments I'll see things are